War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. This is it, episode 100 of Channel Massive. Thought it would never happen. In Vegas, they had bets so we wouldn't make it past episode 5, especially after they heard episode 4. But we proved them all wrong. I don't even remember episode 4. That, it wasn't you know very memorable. how many later episode 4 is to me? That was a lot of beers That's ago. That's a lot of beers ago. That is. Yeah. 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 yeah it's been and a lot of women ago. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. How could we forget? Many broken hearts. Oh, wait. What am I thinking? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are, episode 100, and we thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yep. We're going to get a little bit nostalgic with our format. Aww. We're still going to hear your feedback, for better or worse, and then we're going to get into some roundtable discussion like we used to do back in the original days. Back in episode four. We're going to talk about what we've been playing or... No. No. Do, we, do we really give a shit about it? We don't give unimportant. a shit. Unimportant. No. Tune in for episode 101 when we'll talk about what we've been playing for the last three weeks. We have been playing lots of games. That, that yes. segment should be like, what, about an hour long? We'll plan on... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing but what we've been playing. Yeah. Hey, it's no different than what we do anyway. Here at the NBC Studios where we record, we'll, we'll have to book an extra hour for that. Awesome. <laughs> like Tom Brokaw, step off. We're busy. <laughs> anyway, um, lots to talk about. Uh, I say we I say we get into it, gentlemen. Yeah, let's do it. No, I don't want to get into it. And now it's time for You've got mail. Now it's time for some emails and tweets. Mm-hmm. That we got uh, for our 100th episode. Uh, Julian, a uh, longtime listener, a uh, longtime writer, uh, sent us a, uh, a reflection on, on 100 episodes of Pure Madness. Uh, so I'll, I guess I'll go ahead and read this one. As one of your longtime listeners, correspondents, and asshole ranners, I thought it would only be fitting to send you a text-based nostalgic look back at what you and we, the people who clearly are scraping the barrel, the bottom of the barrel, for gaming podcasts, have experienced. In the first few episodes, you guys were playing City of Heroes. Doesn't that you make make you feel old? Personally, I don't even know what the podcast was back then, because after about five minutes of the week in gaming, you guys devolved into hour-long rants on MMO-based game features, hype, and nostalgia. Jason's two-hour hype fest 
of how awesome Major Conan would be and Jim's first intimate sexual experience in Ultima Online come to mind. Pardon the pun. And then I had to send an, an email asking you to have a listener feedback section, and the podcast went downhill from there. Seriously, Jim quit, you guys quit City of Heroes, went to World of Warcraft, quit World of Warcraft, went to Conan, quit Conan, then went to Warhammer, and now you're just all over the place. Let's not forget that this listener feedback section also brought the poor suckers who called themselves your listeners lots of episodes with rants from an asshat known only as the nameless one. And just when we were starting to like the bastard, he left the most insane rant I ever heard and disappeared. Crazy come, crazy go, as they say. But think about everything you guys have witnessed, and for the lack of a more derogatory word, reported on. You saw Conan, like a 15-year-old high school freshman, hype himself up with steroids and join the varsity team, only to have him go on roid rage, kill the coach, and disappear for a good long while. Now, a whole year later, Conan is in his senior year, has completely recovered. He's no quarterback, but he's a hell of a lineman. Better than the fifth-string Norwegian exchange student known only as Darkfall, anyway. And Warhammer... I can't make any comments here, because I get the impression that everyone, myself included, was disappointed that this one didn't work out. Wasn't it great in open beta, though? Hey, you guys remember the time you made a channel massive guild in World of Warcraft and hyped it up big time on the show, and then you guys left it there and everyone was waiting for you to come back, but you never did? Yeah, that was great. How many of your five listeners did you lose that week? But finally, perhaps the greatest tragedy any of us have ever heard on a podcast was the departure of beloved Jim. No more would we listen to the sweet poetry which escaped his lips as he gloriously gave a play-by-play on the latest installment of Horlore. No more would we we hear the dramatic tales of extreme sports accidents. No more would horny GMs appear to Jim in the woods pretending to be a slutty night elf druid as he broke at least 23 of the 69 UL... EULA codes in one sitting. He is dearly missed by all the listeners. So congratulations on hitting the big 100. Thanks for the fun podcast and great laughs. Episode 200 is only two years away. And I'm sure you guys will find a few more ways to fuck things up as you go along. By the way, where is that website revamp you've been promising since February? (laughs) (laughs) And as we tweeterify that, it comes down to... So, congratulations on hitting the big 100. Thanks for all the fun podcasts and great laughs. Pretty much. That's I, think, what I, I think that's how you Twitter That's what I that. read out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, nice use of the spell checker this time, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Uh, we also got some tweets from Solitary Thunder. I uh, said, uh, congrats on the big 100. Been a listener for a while. Keep up the awesome shows. Uh, P.S. Fallout 3 has been great. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. I know he like took it on recommendation. I think he tweeted earlier in the week that he had uh, picked up Fallout 3 on our recommendation, and he's been having a blast with it. Personally, myself, I just I just finished the main quest line. Oh, wow. Right so on. I just got to go through Broken Steel, and I'll be probably reporting on another game next week. Oh, my gosh. With any luck. Mm-hmm. I know. Shocker. Uh... We got a uh, two-part tweet from Gordon Grant. Uh, he says, Will you guys be around for 200? Uh, 
What will you be playing? When are you going to add a female host? And who is your fantasy female host? <laughs> Great show, by the way. So much porn with so much humor. Congrats. <laughs> um, will well, we be around for episode 200? Gosh, who knows? That's like so far down the road. That's like two years. So far, we're showing so far no we're still down. plugging away. <laughs> yep. But so long as there's enough porn. Yeah, as long uh, as there's enough as gaming as we and have porn, porn to fuel we're us. going to be there. We, <laughs> um, um, what what are we going to be playing by episode two hundred? Gosh, that's that's another hard. I, probably I imagine, the older public. Yeah, you know what? Yep. Looking at looking at that, yeah, we'll DC probably universe. Be, we'll probably be hooked into the cold grips of the old republic. The old republic. And, there won't uh, be anything else for us. We'll all, we'll all just be suckered in. By Bioware. I may have my meme cabinet game. finished by then. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will, Mark. Of course Small you goals. will. Baby steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not get too ambitious there. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there'll be some like pop cap game we're all playing in secret. That would be a cool way to use your one hundred pop cap games subscription. Oh, yeah, put it under right, the main right. cabinet. That, that would be, be cool. Sweet. That is I an idea. Um we digress. Female host. Fantasy. Well, yeah, well, we've been we kind of been silent about this for a while now. Uh, there's something that we need to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we are females. <laughs> we should, well, hey, man, <laughs> we're not what you call lipstick I lesbians. Got a, but, uh, I wouldn't got a pedi- I wouldn't got a pedicure today, so I think I got my man card revoked. Hey, man card so <laughs> yeah. revoked, dude. That's like um. But does it? But does it matter that I, I was drinking beer while I was getting it done, and reading World War Z? At the same time, so as long as it was a pedicure with release, that was like that, with that, a happy that, ending. No, no, that was like a combination of geek cred and and man cred right there. I think. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> a pedicure. You, you make a, pedicure. a good case. A pedicure you is a, a pedicure. Yeah. You make a good case for it, Jason. I didn't get my nails painted or anything like that. Was any part of your anatomy shaved? No. All right. Well, maybe you're right. At least not to my knowledge. Of course, I did pass out at the. <laughs> Chair a couple times, so let me check. So, oh my god! Um. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, anyway, thank you for uh, the questions, Gordon. Uh, we hope to entertain wait, you. We for, wait, we haven't we answered did. who's our. F- oh wait, a minute. who female? would be our fantasy? Yeah, should go around host. the table for this one. Uh, okay, go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I want to go after somebody else. <laughs> I'm still for working Pete's on sake, my fantasy. Mark. Noah, my fantasy female. Uh. <laughs> oh. Well, I can only think of like other of, of female bloggers that I think it would be cool to have on our show. Like Tippa would be really cool. Tippa would be cool. Uh, in fact, if we ever get our hardware uh, situation taken care of over here, yeah, I'd definitely put her up to bat right off the bat. Uh, Sayla would have been a good one, but she closed down her blog, unfortunately. So I'm not sure if she's in the business of doing podcasts anymore, uh, gaming wise. Cupcake. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe that'd be mine. Um, yeah, <laughs> our fantasies few. revolve around female bloggers. Oh uh, no, <laughs> your shows from the Stylish Corpse uh, would be a good one. Um, trying to think of some others. And Jenna Jameson just got to throw that in. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you know, <laughs> for reasons that we can all figure out. Uh, and then he follows it up He says great show So much porn With so much humor Congrats uh, Sice, Sice Noir 
uh, wrote in and had a question. He said, discuss how this year has been so crappy for gaming. Over halfway through and the shit and it's shit so far. Sims 3 is it? Really? Uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess it has kind of been a slow year for gaming. If you're PC only. On the consoles, I think there's been lots of great games. Yeah, there's been lots of stuff for the, for the console. Uh, Sims 3, I don't know that I'd consider that. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a hit as far as you know, the amount of people buying it, I guess. Uh, but is it that great of a game? Does it really add to the whole Sims experience? I don't know. At least not from what I've read. It's not enough to tempt me to try it. You know what I think is really weird is there was all there were all these really exciting big games that are supposed yeah, to come out and this holiday, and they've all been pushed into 2010. Back to 2010, or, or at the end of 2009. Cowards, every last one of you. Well... You know, I mean, I'd rather have a lot of good games come out next year than a bunch of crappy games come out this year. But it would be nice if some good games would come out this year. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with them there. It's It's been kind of a... Eh, so, I mean, as far as MMOs go, yeah, it's been a real shitty year for MMOs. I don't think anybody's going to doubt that. We have a bunch of contenders coming up in the next few months. Well, like, there's Free Realms. Well, there is that. <laughs> Which right. I'm sure that Scythe Noir is on the same level as Sims 3. <laughs> September 2nd, Champions Online comes out, which may or may not be good. Got Ion, um, so... I, I, for um, just PC gaming, I'm really enjoying League of Legends. There you go. Yeah, and we've been really getting fun. spammed for two and a half years. Yeah, for that, haven't we? From the company that makes Riot Games has been That's spamming right. us. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I've and we have like access to their, you know, their like promo pictures and stuff like that. And I've always just been like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then like the the um, Heroes of New Earth came out, and I was like, this is it. This is so great. This is so great. And I was like, oh, you're. I'm in the League of Legends beta. I guess I'll try that. And now I'm like, League of Legends <laughs> That's for the all win. You play. <laughs> That's all I play. Every time I sit down, it's like, ah, work to do some kind of thing for the podcast. It seems like it's one of those perfect games that you can just sit down and get into and play, Yeah, you know, in quick bursts. Yeah, it's like a casual kind yeah. of thing. You know, you know, it's going to take about 30 to 45 minutes. That's the only thing is you, you're not going to get Even out of then, there. Even you know, that's not a really big block of time, though. If you think not for no, a gamer, so. you know. And, and if you're really feeling manic about it, you can knock out, you know, four games or something in a right. row. Um, but yeah. it's 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 been a pretty good surprise for me, and I think Noah too. I don't yeah, think I really either of us it. saw it really. I didn't think I'd like it that much, but yeah. Anyway, really so good. I think the overall opinion is we we kind of agree. The year has been a little bit slow as far as the gaming goes, and it's not going to get any better with all the delays. Um, but hey, 2010 is going to shape up to be a really killer. And you know, you still got games like Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. That's going to be a huge hit. Um, you Dragon know, you got Age. Madden. You've got uh, Dragon Age. Oh, pardon me, Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Yeah, that's true. Dragon Age. Oh, I forgot about. It's Dragon been Age. delayed a little bit, but it's still slated for 2009 release. Mm-hmm. We hope um, the new Batman game is really kick-ass. the new Batman game looks very, does look very promising. So there's still a lot of stuff to look forward to. Chibli I guess if you're a guitar 2000. if you're a Guitar Hero or Rock Band fan, you've got the Beatles Rock Band that's going to come mm-hmm. out. Um, and an improved guitar every, hero? Every iteration of Guitar Hero that they could do before they drag that whole fucking franchise into the ground 
will be out before the year's end, I believe. So That's right. Buy Guitar Hero 5, get Guitar Hero Van Halen for free. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you can't pay me. I'm sorry, but then this will be my, my quick <laughs> rant about that. No, no Michael Anthony and no Hagar, even though Hagar, you know, is considered blasphemy by some. He was a very big part of the band. Um, they should have included both of them in there. And, He's saying pound they, cake for Christ's sake. They're they're done. So ah, eh, fuck them. I'm not gonna even touch that game with the ten foot pole. Even for free? No, not even gonna buy a guitar. Even for five. the freeze? Screw that. <laughs> I'll probably get, I'll probably get Beatles Rock Band though, just because mm. it seems like it'll be. I'll be getting DJ Hero because I'm tired of rock band games. Yeah, you know that that might be a cool game too. We'll have to see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm uh, too white for DJ. You Hero. don't have enough street cred. I don't have enough street cred. You for don't that. thug it like I do. No, no. <laughs> I'm not in the hizzle. <laughs> now the carnival freaks. <laughs> Maybe you've got connections with them. I do quite a few of them. <laughs> uh, we do have a audio submission from Scott from the south. Thank so you let, so much, Scott. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play that. Roll it. Well, guys, it's episode 100. You finally made it. Congratulations. Um, there's been a lot of interesting news coming out of this. I think we're starting the early rounds of the next batch of MMOs that should be coming out at the end of 2010, 2011. Um, interesting comments on Gazillion and uh, picking up the Marvel MMO. I think that genre is going to be saturated by that time between DC Online being out, Champions by that time being under its feet. Um, I really think that NCSoft will have a real tough time keeping City of Heroes numbers up once that that genre gets full. Um, but I also think that the Marvel one may come out too late. Um, I really think they're all going to be overwhelmed by the juggernaut that will be Bioware's Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I really see that as in the future that will be the the next big splash MMO. Um, I think there's just too much you know, well-designed hype going into that game. I think it'll, it'll be um, the death knell for Star Wars Galaxies. Um, I also think that um, you know, other MMOs will have will have a tough time holding their player base um, after that. The traditional fantasies should should be able to maintain themselves fairly well. You know, Lotro, World of Warcraft, um, those all are going to sort of appeal to a certain audience. Um, I do like the fact that we're getting a bunch of broad range settings for MMOs, but I do think that the you know a well done Star Wars MMO have a lot of pull to to the other genres in general. Um, I think it'll pull from City of Heroes. I think it'll pull from, at the time, Jumpgate Evolution, Star Trek Online. I think it'll it'll pull numbers from those as well as the traditional powerhouses. Um, just curious on your thoughts. Um, sign back up for the 14 days of Lotro. I mean, uh, Age of Conan. Excuse my faux pas there. Um, enjoyed it, but not enough to cancel my Lotro account and go to go back to Age of Conan. Um, I've got a pretty good static group of friends over there, and you know, right now that's holding me in the game. Um, you know, I think 
Age of Conan is beautiful. I like its gameplay. It's very phonetic. Um, but just not enough to pull me away. I'm really intrigued with um, Dungeons & Dragons Online going free-to-play. Um, I've dipped into that once before and liked it, but not enough to pay for it. So I'm very intrigued with what they're offering. Um, would like to know your thoughts. Haven't really heard me much from y'all on that. Um, I really see that as the new model um, of MMOs to come will be this, you know, subscription VIP status. You get access to everything, and then, you know, actually microtransactions, the content and convenience items. And to me, that seems to be the most viable option for MMOs to come. The true free-to-plays with the cosmetic items, I think, are, you know, they'll always have high numbers, but they'll always have a very low retention rate, and I think their, you know, their money they generate per user will be substantially less than a more needy um, offering from their store like the video. I'd really like to hear your, um, hear your input on that, and guys, let's, let's crank out another 100. Y'all on the one show that uh, week in, week out. I, I can't wait to so Thanks. Keep up the good work. And now for your post-game analysis of that audio <laughs> submission. Jesus Christ, Scott. That was like a epic, epic uh, amount of questions. You yeah, got. you really delivered for uh, our 100th episode. Let's see. Let, I'll start out with his kind of one of his final... Uh, I'm going to start backwards. Comments. Yeah, I'm going to start backwards. very clearly, you should have put numbers instead of numbers. I know, I know, but I'm like that. Uh, so as far as the whole free-to-play microtransaction model thing, um, I, I do agree with you th uh, there, Scott. I think what's going to end up happening is a lot of these games are going to come out initially free-to-play. and But, you know, with benefits, if you choose to subscribe... To them, and, and then plus additional benefits if you, you know, decide to just like your pedicure. <laughs> mm. Yes, exactly. Well, benefits. no, it wasn't. I didn't get the I didn't get the happy ending at the end of my achievement pedicure, unlocked. Man card <laughs> revoked. <laughs> right. Um, girl card but yeah, claimed. I, I can totally card. see. I can totally see a lot of companies <laughs> going that purse way. On order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Right. We're, we're paying attention now. Hey, we are girl. paying attention. Um, I, I totally see a lot of companies going that way. I think um, more companies are going to go that route. Uh, the 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 fifteen dollar a month subscription model, I think, is probably going to go the way of a dinosaur, unless it's just it's got to be a triple A MMO title. Is, and that's only going to attract and the hardcore. Got to come out. I think like flawless. Otherwise, it's just going to die right off the bat. I I. I I see a horrible fate um, befalling games like Champions You should Online. say that in the Emperor voice. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not going to do the lifetime subscription for Champions Online? Oh, yeah, and isn't that a joke? Isn't that a joke? It's like, here, and this offer is only available up for, until the. Yeah, totally launch and time, people find out what it. the quality it's is. It's like, no, how about you let people play it first and, and then, then you offer them a lifetime subscription? Yeah. How about that? That Lotro lifetime subscription? Yeah, that's. Probably a safe bet. Yeah, exactly. Champions Online, 
It's kind of like not so playing much. craps in Vegas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you might. And in craps in Vegas means a lot of things. You might end up with herpes at the end of the night if you're not careful, <laughs> boys. Um, Must be just so. Yeah, I totally see. I totally see a lot of companies going that way. They'd be smart if they went that way. They'd be smart, intelligent. They would be smart if they went that way. SMRT. Uh, gosh, as far as some of these other questions, um, yeah, superhero MMOs, there's just going to be a glut of them when it's all said and done with City of Heroes, Champions Online, DC Universe, DC Universe, Marvel. Uh, Marvel um, they're all going to eat each other alive, and none of them are going to be the victor. Or the it'll be which one is going to close shop it's first? Kind of, you know, I, I mean, I when I, I mean, s- yeah, it's a good, is it a good thing? Eh, maybe is it a bad thing? Probably. I kind of have the problem personally when I when I have spare time. Like, what am I going to play? You know? Well, yeah, I mean, because aren't you a fan of like DC and Marvel? Yeah, I mean, and me, champions. You know, it, and champions. Isn't the and average comic heroes. book guy? Yeah, you know, a fan of like both. Companies. I mean, yeah, you're going to have your your diehard geek loyalists who only read DC or only read Marvel or indies. What if or indies or whatever? But the indies would probably be drawn to the champions. But for the most part, don't you read a little bit of both? You know, you're like a fan of Batman and a fan of the X Men as well. But like my my problem is, I'm like, well, I can play Champions Online, but there's just not much there aside from a new engine. You know, I can just kind of see the graphics, but there's so much there with City of Heroes because it's so mature. It's it's hard to it's hard to you know leave that behind and go to a game that's in an in you know an infant state, a nascent state. And I will again. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's like asking somebody like you know like. What what kind of what kind of processor should I get? Or no no, it's more than that. It's like somebody that says they will only buy Sony as a brand. Period. Right. It's like which that's why you would do not, that? I have no idea. Sony but is not. That's, an, that's like, another topic. In so, Sony has a good reputation, but they don't make the best of everything. No. I mean, they you know they probably don't make the best blender. So are you going to go with like, you know, a, a, a Hamilton Beach a Hamilton, Yeah, or, or are you going to go, go with the Sony, Sony FX fourteen thirty? Well, you're probably not. If you're if you're a rational person, you're going to go with something that's like currently the best. Right. And it's like that with games, you know. I, I just I I don't know. And for me, <laughs> I I'm not I'm skeptical about the city the the superheroes games because I don't foresee any of them bringing anything new to the table that isn't already in City of Heroes. And to me, it, they just cancel each other out because really there's nothing there are. I mean, novel uh, about cell shaded presentations. The thing is, is that the MMO uh, subscription base is already flooded enough as it is. Yeah, you know, you're going to add all these superhero games into the mix. No, I know? will say I've I, I've I've had a blast, like re like doing a you know how like they've done like the Marvel um, redo kind of thing like um, what what is it called right, Marvel. Right. Uh, Ultimate, ultimates, right? And D- DC did something similar. Right. Well, I've done that with my characters from City of Heroes and Champions Online. I've so like, like re costumed them, them, like reimagined them. You know, with the crazy ass proportions so does and that giant mean you've eyes. Deleted and, them and started them. <laughs> no, but no, I didn't delete them in City of Heroes. Well, only and Death only, Angel. Yeah, no. Only Death Angel. <laughs> but that's kind of fun. But it's just like I don't know. There's going to be a glut of them. One of them. One of the three new one ones will might, be good, but one of them City of Heroes isn't going to just emerge as, as the top dog. But even then, 
like the subscription numbers between. I mean, people can't subscribe to not anymore. All four best you know, thing they're, that they're could happen. To, you know, and they're not going to subscribe to like one. They're not going to subscribe to all four superhero ones, or they're they're not even subscribed to two of them. They but, might stick with one. Best thing City of Heroes if, could if do. They're lucky. Or not, um, NCSoft could do is go with like a station pass thing, like, um, right. yeah, definitely. Exactly. Like so SOE did. You could play Ion, you could play yeah. City Heroes, you could play, you know, if they're not going to if they're not going to embrace Lords, the free to play stuff, they could do that. And Cryptic, yeah. you know, they've they've got their two titles coming that's up. That's right. They, they mix my NCSoft and okay. my Cryptic. <laughs> but the Star Trek one Cryptic is a could AAA do the same title thing. They for could, sure. Yeah. They could bundle. The two yeah. MMOs together, yeah, you know, yeah. and that—that's even a, you know, going back to the whole uh, transaction model thing. That's probably a really smart way to go. If you're a company who has multiple MMOs under your belt, yeah, I mean, that's you the best, way you... you know, think about doing that because that would add so much value. Yeah, you know what? If if they offered up both Champions Online and Star Trek Online under one. I would pay the extra like two dollars a month or three dollars, whatever I, you it was. Know what? I might go for that. Hell yeah! I might go for it's that. like then you feel like you're gonna deal. Short of that, the microtransaction thing would be probably another good thing for mm-hmm. for NCSoft to completely embrace. I know they're they're they've got more than one foot in that. Yeah, they've already you know already but been you know in that already. So. They could they could extend it, but I don't know. It's just crazy to think of three superhero MMOs coming out at the same time. Relatively, you know, as far as all these, as far as all these superhero games and perhaps every other MMO that comes out falling off the face of the map <laughs> once uh, the BioWare is nice to the old. I mean, the old Republic. Sorry. Well, and there's going to be like two post-apocalyptic out. titles coming out with <sighs> Earthrise and Fallen Earth. Fallen Earth and, and Fallen you know. Earth Rise of the of the <laughs> Shadowland Apocalypse. Fallout. Uh, Dark times for uh, all. Yeah, we actually. We got in this Twitter thing not so long ago where we just started combining, like, the names of every single MMO <laughs> uh, ever thought of or created and, and combined them all into one long, obscene title. Did it finally resolve into an EverQuest expansion well, name? Well, no, but it always, <laughs> ends, it, it always ends in The Reckoning. The Reckoning. Yes. Oh, no, it, no, it ends in Bloodlines 2. The Reckoning. Colon, The Reckoning. Bloodlines to The Reckoning. And then you just add in a bunch of crap at the very beginning. That's and it's seen, it works really well. That's really pretty good. It works really well. Like, we did, like, Age of the New World, uh, <laughs> The Dark New World, uh, Fall, Fallen, uh, Fallen, yeah, the Fallen Dark World, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Bloodlines to The Reckoning. Bloodlines <laughs> <laughs> to The Reckoning. And it works. It does it works. work. It's kind of, uh, it's crazy, but it's just my work. Well, well Star Wars... Well, the new Star Wars game rule all. Who knows? I mean, Bioware could conceivably botch this whole thing up, even though I doubt it. Uh, it's very doubtful given the level of effort that they're playing. Well, it's just you know, it's Bioware. They're basically they, betting the company on it. They yeah. are. I mean, they are. I mean, they, this is fortunately be EA their, bought them. Yeah, that's true. They can't screw this thing up. If they do, it's it'll be <laughs> epic. They're betting the fragment of the company on it. Uh, so <laughs> a, yeah, a part you know, of which has already been bet a- against it, the MMO yeah. genre and yeah, failed. And EA's exactly. looking at it. It's EA Being wants the death its own knell for Star Wars Galaxies. No doubt about it. They'll they'll have to shut that game down the second that the second that game comes out. No doubt about it. And. I you know, thought it was funny to other hear. Other games him. will still be able to hold a space in in it. I I wouldn't 
I, I wouldn't mark it as a should mass delete my World of Warcraft characters. Yeah, don't don't start mass deleting your World of Warcraft <laughs> characters yet. There's no point. There's no point. But yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll be very good. Um, what were you gonna say, Noah? I wanted to get into the age of Conan that he tried the 14-day free trial, and he didn't like it enough to leave Lotro, and it took me back to Julian's wonderful email about how <laughs> we start guilds, we make friends, we don't need them to move on to the next game. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about your stupid hobbit friends in Lotro? Go into Age of Conan. That's where we are right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stinking and we have a great guild set up. We have a up. good community. That's right. Thanks to Blameful Gecko and oh, Open yeah. Edge. Yeah, and they, Open they, Edge Open is Open wife and, and son. It's I heard, uh, cool. uh, speaking of which, I heard Open Edge's wife uh, kind of revealed a bunch of intimate yep. details. We know his name, his address, phone number, serial number. Sweet. <laughs> social and it's security funny, number. she acted like she was so relieved. She's like, oh, I can finally talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> And she That's also told awesome. us how she was forced to listen to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he tweeted his dismay uh, <laughs> about what happened. Uh, so I, I was like, I've been waiting to hear like the four one one on what what happened that night. I always love Open Edge for his full, <laughs> full on assault of uh, what's um, his. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't know. I think we've covered every, everything. Uh, Thank you, as always, Scott. We will we crank out another 100 for you well, to look we, forward we to every week. So. Mm -hmm. We hope so. Even if even if these another guys leave and it's just me in my basement time. and my cat. <laughs> so, Phoebe, what do you think about... I will about stroke her like a Bond <laughs> What do you think about World of Warcraft? I tell you my plans for world domination <laughs> night after night. Thanks again, Scott. That was very, very kind of you. All right, let's get into uh, some roundtable topic discussion, kind of like we, we used to do back in the olden times. Yeah, back before. Looking forward to it. We're going to talk about a things about, about how, where, where these damn MMOs are going, where, where we've been with them. Do you want me to get really retrospective and bring up Battlestar Galactica? Sure, MMO? we can do that, too. Why not? <laughs> From episode one? I forgot about that. Oh, that was so bad. All okay. right, let's do this. Now it's time for me to tell you about I don't like that. So far, bat off to a bad start. Now it's time for me to tell you about Better, closer, warmer. That's it. Let's kick it. Now it's time for me to tell you about Now it's time for Oh shit. Right we're to the round table. table. <laughs> which I'm sure will help Julian because then he, this will begin the part where he doesn't know what the hell's going on. What no. the hell's going on? It's mayhem. It's carnage. Julian, it's check your brain out. Unplug it, please. Mass hysteria. You didn't expect <laughs> that, motherfucker. It's insane. So let's start off. And we're done. Oh, no. Yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 the episode's <laughs> over. Thank you for listening. Now for an hour long retrospective. So, let's start this roundtable topic off with just a simple question. Do you find yourself longing for a casual gaming experience more often than not? Or are you looking to have your brain worked a little bit? Meaning games like... Uh, I don't know, maybe like a Warcraft 3 where you have to strategize a bit, or... Um, EVE Online. Maybe like a game like EVE Online. Yeah. 
you know, some you know you have Civ some four. complex stuff going on there. Civ four, we have to strategize quite a bit. Uh, kind of the inspiration for this was a blog post that, that we read uh, from NetworkPerformanceDaily.com. Uh, entitled An Epiphany I Had While Playing Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the blog goes on to read, uh, This past weekend I downloaded Pac-Man Championship Edition on my roommate's Xbox. I played the heck out of that sucker. My other roommate invited me to learn and perhaps play a game of Go. I told him I wasn't interested and that's when I realized something. When I play games, video or board game, I play games that are simple, repetitive, enjoyable, and don't require a whole lot of mental processing. My roommate plays games that require deep thought, strategy, complexity, and practice skill. In other words, the games that I play, uh, Pac-Man, uh, Mega Man, Team Fortress 2, etc., are designed to turn my brain off. My roommate plays games like Go, Chess, uh, Reverse E, Warcraft 3 that are all designed to turn his brain on. And this always wasn't the case. When I was a kid, I used to love the Final Fantasy series, but I, as I entered grad school, I had significantly less patience for it. Even old games I used to love but didn't seem, uh, don't seem nearly as appealing now as simpler games that you could just pick up and start playing. The casual stuff. Uh, so, I guess the general question is, do you find this to be true, even as we age as gamers? You know, is it necessarily an age thing or a time thing? I think it's a th- what's going on in your life type What's of thing. going on in your life type thing, maybe? Yeah, even yeah. that you... That's definitely a factor. I guess if you, yeah. if you have a new job and you can't spend as much time playing a... Uh, an MMO, twenty four seven. So I think it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think what the article really gets at is that when you're say an adolescent male or female, but typically it's you know typically you associate the image of an adolescent right. male with Dungeons and Dragons right back in the old days, or now it's you know some video game of of extreme complexity like that that crazy world of warcraft (laughs) i've been hearing so much about Um, exactly but uh you know you you invent you envision this complex game with a complex rule system where you know it's not something you just can pick up and play like rummy or you know something some some peggle or some simple you know peggle's a perfect example it's not a turn you know what peggle is also hardcore though so that's true. In, in its own way, but which I think, I think is where its brilliance shines through. In, in mm-hmm. Any good game has multiple levels of right. mastery. Yes, but the the point of the article is basically complex life. You probably want to when you play play something simple, right? Because you need that to turn your brain off to compensate. Sort of. Right. This guy in this guy's case, he spends most of his days. Um, you know, monitoring, figuring out new and improved ways to monitor, you know, his network performance mm-hmm. levels, you know, with graphing tools and right. scripting and all this stuff. He wants to play Pac-Man. He wants to play Team, you know, so- something easy. Team Fortress where your sole goal is to just beat the other guy. Right. And, and, and I guess what his point is is, you know, say his roommate who has, say, a simpler job or a simpler, less complex life, 
right. is still looking for that something to scratch that itch. He's on the and itch, so he's looking man. for it in his gaming, and he's playing these games that right. are incredibly complex and take a lot of mental effort to to master and to perform yeah. at a high level at. Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah, the, his big thing is, you know, does, sim- does a simple life want to lead to complex gaming, and vice versa? Do you do you have a complex life and want a simple game to I kind think of? You could steam? probably, you know, correlate the two together. Sure, you know, why not? Um, I think it's all about what's an escape from right. what you spend most of your time doing. Exactly. You know, personally, me, I, it's kind of just whatever I'm playing at the at the moment. I guess, um, you know, right now, I wouldn't say that my work life is. <laughs> complicated because I have no work life. Jason retired early after he yeah, made it right. big in Silicon <laughs> Valley. Wish. Um, but I plan on getting back into the work life relatively soon, I'll at least hopefully as soon as possible. But even so, I think it's just the game. You know, I don't I don't know that I necessarily game like that. I mean, I, I do have moments. There are periods of time where I do feel more like a like a casual gamer, I guess, you could say. You know, and it kind of goes back to what I was thinking about before. Maybe, you know, you got you have age differences, you have taste differences. Sure. Um, you know, maybe as you grow older, you're looking for different types of games to play. Uh, maybe as your lifestyle situation changes, you know, whether you're, you know, you, you maybe you just had a, had a brand new baby. Yeah, you know, well, you you may not have time for that complex, yeah, video game experience. Mark, uh, you've been indulging in games like Le- League of Legends, yeah, and uh, Heroes of New Earth. Very, very intense, complex, but not time necessarily time consuming. No, but when you play, you ha- you can't you cannot look away right. from the screen, right? I mean, Noah, I mean, can you... That's true. You cannot, like, you have to be watching the other heroes on the radar so, while I moving mean, it's around. Not it's not but, but then, you know, but there are other gameplay elements that, I mean, it's not necessarily a time-consuming, complex game, but there are there is strategy involved. You're not necessarily turning your brain completely off to play those type sure. of games are you? I mean, I don't. No, I don't. I, I think though that <laughs> you know you'd what lose I mean? a lot if you did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, you know, for me, I mean, I've been playing just some really intense gameplay experiences on on a couple. Yeah. Of, I mean, but that could also. But before be, that, it was all Pago and but, free yeah, realms. Exactly. Exactly. So. I'm like kind of schizophrenic, I guess you could say when it comes. I to think my we all are. Right? I, yeah. I think you you gravitate towards different things. It's really, I don't think this is like something where even like game, you know if, like a game if, like if uh, if some Im- if an imaginary character that we come up with here, Mister X, mm-hmm. chooses to become a trial lawyer in a very you know with a very intense you know caseload. He's gonna automatically only gonna want to learn or play like um, meme arcade games from his youth, right? Right. Or or you know something. Like, I think it's very day to day. Like I I remember one time I I spent like three nights in a row, just you know keeping my daughter from screaming at the top of her lungs, right? <laughs> just you a know for, from basically like from no eight doubt. o'clock at night to eleven thirty, just and that whole time I like was just like thinking, God. I really want to play Alpha Centauri, you know? 
which is a very complicated <laughs> of all games. games. And that was yeah. what I was gravitating towards. I was like, you know, well, I you just, were thinking about mind stapling her. Is that what it was? I mind stapled my son. <laughs> <laughs> he got the staple out, unfortunately. <laughs> committed, but Atrocity but it was committed. like I think it's very day to day and subjective. I think you know right. I don't think certain people are going to go one way or the other. I just think you know. Hey, you know, you for whatever reason you've got to say you end up with a very boring, very repetitive, no-brainer no type job. Right. You might very well get into some really complicated gaming right after that to kind of balance you out. We're always seeking balance, right. spiritually, um, mentally, you know, whatever. <laughs> Physically, as we eat like a giant bag of Doritos. <laughs> no, no, I think Noah is a perfect example of of like a complex gamer because he always comes to to the podcast every week and he has sometimes he'll have like the most diverse what I've been playing oh it's always diverse segment ever because he'll be playing like this casual game on his DS or his Wii or whatever and then he'll go on to say oh but I played this yeah and, you know and it's like this really complex yeah. Strategy game, uh, and he'll do it all within like a week. That's because he's span. schizophrenic. Well, <laughs> I, you know what, Mark? Yeah, I really, bipolar. I didn't want to bring that up here, but okay. Since we're since we're talking about it, let's just get it all out. In the I, open, apologize. I apologize. This turns into the intervention <laughs> so that I've Tina, been waiting for. Tina slash Noah slash Gail slash Byron. I'm right. sorry. No, but I'm Whoever's the same, listening. The thing is, I'm the same way, you know, week to week or, or even day to day sometimes. Sometimes you'll, if you look at my Xbox profile or if you see my, um, I'm on Gamer DNA and if it, if it tweets my Gamer DNA status, sometimes you'll notice that I've played Fallout 3 and Pagel on the same day. Yeah. I do that. I don't know why. I just do. And I've had a really interesting parallel to this topic in that I've gotten a lot more into reading books. I know. Lately. Lately. And I just, I'm reading books like voraciously. very fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very voraciously. That's a good way of putting it. And I just keep wanting to read more and more. And it's weird because last time I was that much into reading, I was much younger. And it's weird, but reading books I find to be very therapeutic and relaxing. They're, right. And when I try to read something that's a little bit more intellectual, like I've started reading this novel called The Lost City of Z, which is about... Uh, some explorer named Percy his attempt to find the lost city of gold in El Dorado in South America ah, right, right. which so many explorers did in the early 20th century and vanished and died and I'm I found to- it <laughs> by the way, by but, the way, but anyway, go ahead. Sweet. And I, reading that, it's it's kind of like it slowed me down. I'm like, oh, I think I'm gonna go to sleep. But the, just something that's more, I can check my mind out, but I can read and get a story. It's really right. proven relaxing, and it's strange, but I feel like it's an escape from everything else I do because my job is all about the internet and mm-hmm. anal- analyzing things. And my games are sometimes like that, and then running Nintendo and all this other stuff. It's nice to just let someone else tell me the story, and I can just kind of check out, and I don't have to like engage. I don't have to be participating. It's funny. I'm I'm not a big time reader. <laughs> I'm not a big time reader myself. But yeah. you you read lots but, of books when you're younger too. Um, th- this uh, week, well, last week, I guess uh, I was in Mexico. And I read a book in three hours. 
That's awesome. What'd you read? It was not. It was. It wasn't a complex so book. Did it Spot was... run? <laughs> or did Shut Spot the fuck jump? Up, <laughs> <laughs> Only in three no, hours. <laughs> it actually. It wasn't. It. It was actually a book. Kind of. I. I think it was geared more towards. Um, adolescent <laughs> readers, actually, but Twilight. You know, kind of how. Well, no, kind of how Twilight or or Harry Potter is, but it was by James Patterson called. Uh, Oh, uh, the dangerous days of Daniel X. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And kind of in the vein of uh, Orson Scott, Scott Card oh, and yeah. his game kind of thing, almost. Kind of like quite, the whole Harry Potter series. It, it was like kind of a dumbed down. It was a dumbed down Orson Scott Card, exactly. Fuck yeah. you, J.K. Rowling. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, about but that. it was still good. It was still a good, quick read. Really good. You bitch. I'm also starting. I'm reading. Let it a go, bit. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm actually I'm reading a little bit more complex. You'll never be the book, Mormon or Scott Carter. which is a what's that? I've got that too. I want to read that. It's I haven't a, started it yet. It's a it's like a series of diary entries telling about the zombie but apocalypse. But yeah, it's like done it's as like a history zombie, of the oh, zombie apocalypse. Oh, I've seen the zombie. So. I've seen that one book, uh, the zombie apocalypse or something like that. Right? How to survive the zombie, zombie yeah, apocalypse? It's by the yeah. same yeah. guy. By the same guy. But this is more narrative. It's all these yeah, different it's more journal narrative. entries. It's like told as by like survivors of the zombie war. Oh, that's cool. Or World War Z, I guess. So, but yeah, I see where you're going with that. It's you know, it's therapeutic. You're you know, and depending on how much time you have and are willing to invest in it, what you're going through, yeah, currently in your life, yeah, your gaming habits are going to change. Your reading habits are going to definitely change. You know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm I'm pretty schizophrenic in my gaming sometimes, where I'll just I'll play a casual game or I'll play a hardcore game, mm-hmm. all in the same day. Well, I only play I don't one understand. game a day, but in my real life, <laughs> crazy. In my real life, you were quite quite versatile. Crazy, you're crazy, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I it was a, that article really kind of resonated with me. I just. It just no, seems I think true. It has, you it know, has it seems, a lot of uh, truth to it. It seems pretty. Listeners, you can check it out I if think you it, hit our show notes. I think it also hits on a bunch of other topics that you know are relevant, you know, today to how gamers, you know, live their life and deal with their particular issues during the day. If you're playing a casual game, you might be involved in some hardcore work at the time, and you may not either A, have the time, or B, the attention span to dedicate a lot of time to a complex game, like, yeah. you know, a strategy game. Or if you're like some of our our friends, um, co-workers that we've heard stories about, you, you mix your work and your gaming together and hide <laughs> in the closet and <laughs> play EverQuest yeah, exactly. on, a, on a routing uh, computer of some it's sort. It's the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is for a major security worlds. company that will go unnamed. <laughs> so. The acronym MMORPG has been around for a while now. 
And misused in most cases. Misused in a lot of cases. Uh, and one element I feel has been lost. lost and thrown to the side for a while, and that's the role-playing element in these games. Uh, role-playing? What's that? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Jason, Are you into role-playing? <laughs> Are you into role-playing? Do you like the platypus? <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to play the young hot nurse? <laughs> Just as our earlier listener said, so much porn with so much MMO content. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I'm here for example. Anyway, the 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 R in the MMORPG uh, kind of has gone out the window. Yeah. At least in in my opinion, Layla, and I think I think that's kind of been a, 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 a an opinion that a lot of people share. Uh, Wolf said online. Uh, which is a new blog that I recently discovered. Uh, I think that was from our epic EverQuest 2 blog Osteria a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I, th- I think the people were mad at him, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he didn't endear himself to the EverQuest 2 community that well, I guess. <laughs> did he like, say that their art was shit, like I did? Because that worked really well for yeah. me. <laughs> Maybe. Um... <laughs> starts out, it says, recently there have been some good questions being raised and some insightful explorations on the subject of role-playing in MMOs. These discussions have prompted me to put down in words what I've been thinking of for quite a while now about this paradoxical problem of a lack of RPing in RPGs, especially MMORPGs. Uh, from the moment we are born, we start playing, our brains seek amusement. Eventually, as little kids, whether it's playing cowboys and Indians, playing house, or playing make-believe, we are fantasizing... Or doctor. <laughs> or doctor, yes. <laughs> or we're playing fantasy and make-believe at the same yes. time. we fantasizing about being somebody else. Uh, we are role-playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer serious for me. <laughs> Uh, even Where reading a book of fiction can be seen as a precursor to role-playing, as the reader must mentally invest themselves into the characters, locales, and situations described within the pages. Uh, most role-playing takes place when we interact and communicate with other people, either as actors in a play or as players in a game. Role-playing allows us, and even those of us who don't know what role-playing is and fail to appreciate it, to heighten the immersion that we desperately seek when we escape into online worlds. Uh, the ability to roleplay is a tribute to the power of the human in- imagination. We can transport ourselves into any situation and pretend that we are there. Then why do very few people roleplay anymore in virtual worlds? And I think that's a very basic question. Because it's turned into an arcade game about stats. And optimizing. Min max, min max. Okay. And I, th- I really yeah, like how I he goes on to. Point I think right the main there. thing that he points out is that MMOs, if you want to find your quest, there's an exclamation point or some kind of yellow symbol above the head of the person, and there's no more and exploration. There's no more immersion. And you know what? Not, uh, we'll get into that in our next hot topic debate. Hot topic. But yeah, you know I, I love mean, hot topic. I do. <laughs> I do think it's been boiled down. You know what I think it's been boiled down to? I think it's it's the achievement whores. 
Yeah, Min Maxer's achievement horse out there. Yeah, and, and I admit it, I, I've kind of become an achievement whore myself. Being, I being in the your X- Twitter feed, being the I, Xbox gamer I, I, that I am, I'm I'm a total achievement whore. I've never, no um, I've never, never even come close to the level of RPing that I did back in the old Mud days, which it was. I mean, there just wasn't much there. You know, you had this framework, right? But a lot of it was. You know, a way to communicate with the other players. You know, you would read these descriptions, and I think because it was kind of a a read and then speak kind of thing, right. you you, you no got into this natural. Yeah, you had no graphics, you, you had no frenetic combat, and you you know you just got into this kind of mode where you could really role play, and 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 for us anyway at the time, it was completely natural. It didn't it didn't seem you know forced or weird or whatever you know there was there was a fundamental system running keeping track of our stats and you'd level up but most of the fun that i had playing muds was the actual experience playing with the people that were on that you got to know and and you know you had a community of sorts and it but it wasn't a community of it wasn't the guy's real name it wasn't an ooc chat room it was an in-game you know, this person's character's name is this. I know some bit of the backstory behind this character. I have a character myself. They know some of my backstory. Um, this is somebody I don't like virtually, right. but out of combat in OOC chat, they might tell me where something is and I right. might, you know, reciprocate sometime. But in general, we would, we would, we weren't very friendly because that was the way. We ended up. That was how you your roles were it defined, was like yeah. honest to god role playing, you know, and it was like it was pretty cool. The only thing, you know, better than that was back in the old old days with bulletin boards. You could like do this thing, and, and I think there's some blog engines or CMSs that do it now, but it's you don't see this. This is like a total fringe thing, but it's where like somebody starts a story, and then somebody like adds like not a chapter but maybe like a portion of a chapter and then somebody else can come in and do that and you kind of start to own like share custody of characters and you develop them that way i would say like there's that level which is almost like writing a book (laughs) then there's then there's well no that okay there's writing a book yourself writing (laughs) a piece of fiction then there's that level where you're kind of sharing a story and then there's like kind of the mud experiences that 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 i had with role-playing and then way far on the other end of the scale is today's MMO genre. Right. You know? And and there's this huge gap. And there's all these people dedicated to the worship and love of stats and and uh, min-maxing and achievements. I think that gets into another thing the Wolf said brings up is that people... You, you talked about how those muds were based around text. You had to really engage your mind, your imagination. You're committing yourself to this world. Now the world just blatantly presented for you, and you don't have to create anything in oh, your yeah, mind. The whole it's story is there. They've, these companies create like a lore book full yeah. of just you know all this information about, okay, th- this is what happened here. Which on paper on makes sense because it gives you something to work with if you wanted to role play. Sure. But, but it's way too much. Well, and, and, and two points I'd make is, first off, I'm not trying to come across and say that, uh, that there's something wrong with that. No. It's just a different, it's in like an evolution in a direction. 
and and I'm cool with it. I like you know I like the worlds. I like I like the graphics. I like frenetic combat. I like I like the whole you know interaction you get. I mean it's a diff- just a different way of playing it. You know that that that. But I'm, people don't accept it the same way that they don't absorb they don't it and interact with it, it though, the same the way that they did with the text right. ones. But yeah, the the other thing being, you know, the role playing is totally cast aside, gone, and and the and and the point, the, the the secondary point really that I have is that part of what made a lot of those MMOs good was because they were they were bound to an IP. Say, ba- right. like the Creator's Shadow one was based off the Robert Jordan books, which mm. is a very strong and powerful IP. Right. And the players that you played with had read all of those books. And we're in so love with subject that matter world. experts without they're, having to they're read. They're all like passively subject matter experts, utterly passionate about the books, utterly you know in love with that world. It's like the hardcore of the hardcore, basically. But you know, even it, in Ultima uh, Online, in a, I was able to role play quite a bit, and there were a lot of role players. Sure. Uh, back in Ultima Online, I I remember one of my first experiences <laughs> getting. Uh, PK'd was I I walked outside of a city I can't remember which city it was uh, but I was in the wilderness somewhere and all of a sudden I see a text uh, bubble come up, uh, across the screen and it says you shouldn't be here <laughs> is all it said and that immediately froze me <laughs> I was like and, and he said you need to leave now and and I was like, well, where should I be? You know, I, tr- I was like, you know, where, where else will I go? I'm just traveling through the wilderness here. You, you know, you can't very well stop me. And he's like, you will leave now or else you will die. <laughs> you know, but it was like in big, bold letters on the screen. And it was some, you know, somebody, I think he was like hiding in the in the fo- foliage or whatever. And But he, re- he role-played it really well. It was like just really creepy and foreboding and I was like oh okay don't kill me I'm out of here <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know but it was really cool and in turn I ended up doing that myself when I ended up turning into the the dread lord right uh prime grandmaster fisherman <laughs> where I would role play this evil fisherman who was really also a grandmaster wizard at the same time. You just time happened to always just... have your skill slightly higher at fishing to right. maintain that title over the... <laughs> and I would kill, I would kill anybody, you know, and I was, I would always role play it up and they would always say, how's the fishing today? And they'd be like, it's just fine. You know, would you care to join me? Or would you care to, you know, would you care to sit on my hook? <laughs> and they would go, what? <laughs> Whatever do you mean? What do you mean sit on your hook? And I'd be like, Sit on my hook. <laughs> Next thing they know, they were dead. Well, I, I think too that Ultima Online was like the first, uh, you know, real graphical MMO of 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 any sort that mattered. I mean, I, all right, I'm sorry. There's there was stuff before, but that's mm-hmm. the first Meridian Fifty Nine and shit. That- that was the first one that really had the kind of the masses. So there, you know, there could have been a lot of people that came over from the yeah. um, the muds. Right. But after that, especially with EverQuest, you had a whole different group of people getting into it mm-hmm. that didn't have that that pedigree of sorts, and who who started out with a, a graphical 
rep- you know, a game that was heavy on the graphics and the combat was faster and everything. And I'm not, I really am not trying to come across as like an old geezer saying, and I remember how it was <laughs> better. It, it freaking sucked, you know, but you just had to do. It's like those kids that, you know, the kids that don't, you know, have a lot of, their parents don't have a lot of money and they take a, they take an orange crate and turn it into their, their fire truck or their choo-choo train or whatever versus the kids that have the, you know, scale model choo-choo train or fire truck. One of them has a lot of imagination and the other one just has a lot of money. You know, it's like, it's kind of cool to have the imagination. It's kind of cool to to make your you know, world and, even, even in and see it. And, Ashram's know. Call, the original Ashram's Call, I was able to role play a bit. And, you know, because there wasn't like a, you know, yeah, they started to present a really broad story. I, I lost the role playing in Ashram's Call. I still had and it in Ultima Online, but I lost it there. But I, I still had an element of that. And, and, I think EverQuest 2, for for a while there, when I was playing on uh, uh, Antonio Bell, uh, which was the server the RP, that I... RP server? Yeah, was the RP uh, server. Um, I tried that, and there were there were quite a few people who yeah, were... Yeah, like that time you were outside the room. Role-playing, yeah. I, I role-played an eavesdropper, and, and we, we all role-played that whole thing, and everybody played that scene... And it was perfect. It was great. It was really fun. It was. It was just. It was. It was a good time. And and that was that was a fun moment. I think. I think. No. And I, I don't have that many moments in I, the, in those games anymore. It's 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 not. You don't. You don't see that kind of level of commitment to. You know. Okay. I'm taking this here, and they they get that I'm eavesdropping, and they know that I'm doing right. this, and. <laughs> That was cool. And so I and I play it up like I'm an East Drop. They have to play it up. You have to. It takes two yeah, to tango. Exactly. You know? That's and, very true. And, and and it worked out great. It was just it was a, that was a really fun moment, something that I could never recreate again. And uh, yeah, those are the you gems. Know, it's just it's something that's lost. I think it's like an it's almost an art form. I think. Well, no in and itself. I in our in our last two years of playing, you know, MMOs together. Mostly without Jason, who <laughs> takes a different path, a darker path, some would say. We um, we, we, we poor Mark and Noah, they get into a game that Jason's in, and then Jason leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine my forehead on my arm as I, as I put my my hand back. We're and, always following oh, Jason. Me. Always me, oh, chasing after him. But, <laughs> so we played. We've played a lot of. We, well, we played City of Heroes, but that doesn't really count. But we played um, World of Warcraft, yeah. Warhammer, and Conan. And most of what we do when we play is totally out of character, making fun of stuff. <laughs> or, you know, like, oh, that was a cleverly spelled way to spell that character name. Or, <laughs> oh, you know, we ma- usually making fun of people. The closest you guys get to role-playing in Age of Conan is stripping down all your clothes and... And dancing naked on the beaches of the white sand. <laughs> That's mostly what we do. But um, you but sick we did. We, we we've even like accidentally had some pretty funny like little experiences. Like the time we did the slime pit um, bathtub ba- bathing thing, where we like stripped and jumped in the slime inside inside a very uh. intense like. Um, dungeon thing. Right. Or what? What were we? We were in the we were in the 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 uh, blood elf. Uh, 
It was like one of the ziggurats. It I was think. like the scar area, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we got into inside a ziggurat. Oh, and, and we, the burning crusade. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. and we um yeah. we like we we decided to turn it into a hot tub party, and the people in our group were like, "What the hell's going on?" And we're like diving into the hot tub, and we're just hanging out, and, and then the thing started to spawn, and <laughs> you know, like Noah's running for his life, and I couldn't get my clothes back <laughs> on. He's, fast. To, he's like typing like as fast as he can. I can't get my clothes on. These fuckers are hitting me. <laughs> I was running naked through like the whole, whole scar of like evil, angry. But, see, but, that, but that's kind of role playing. It was no, that was like an accidental. Way. Yeah, we like we just had this impromptu hot tub party, and everybody with us was like, "What are they doing?" And we're like trying to do like swan dives into it, and <laughs> cannonballs, cannonballs, and yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, but see, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know that people are dedicated enough to to doing even just stuff, stupid stuff like that. Because they're so obsessed with they're the, so they're so obsessed the carrots obsessed with the carrots the 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 achievements the you the know honor. next awesome piece of gear that they're gonna get rep grinding for the win. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a shame. Um, I, I don't know. Is role playing really dead in, in these games? I, I think so. I, I think it is. Well, I think it was it's interesting that. But, well, Wolf's had kind of put the blame on game developers that it's that it's bad game designers and bad game developers, not really the fault of the gamers, because if game developers and designers put and, in incentives it, for role playing, then it would still be there. But how on earth do you incentivize role playing? You can't. I, I think he's totally wrong. Like great article, no doubt about it. Conclusion: utterly, totally right. wrong. And, and I, but, I don't agree that that it's totally the developers' fault either. I think the players can. The players need to take it upon themselves. And you know what? I think the veteran players who maybe used to know how it was back in the dark ages when we had to make up our own stories instead of having all the stories (laughs) presented to us on on a silver platter all the time. You know, if there were more people like that who would say, hey, you know, let's role play... You know, let's all role play a part and, and actually stick to that. I mean, a lot of people claim to be, well, we're a role playing guild only. Sure, they never. But then are. you get on and they, they I've never. I've been are, in them before. It's, it's a bunch of bull crap. But, but, you know, I think if you had like the right group of people that were out there and, and kind of promoted, you know, hey, you know, why don't you just act what? out the parts that. The- that you know, and it's not you. You make your own part up as you go along. That's that's all role playing games ever were for me. Especially when yeah. you played a game like Dungeons and Dragons. You know, sitting at a table with four other sweaty nerds. You know, on any given evening. I think they're trying. I think Blizzard with with the Wrath of the Lich King and the phasing thing. At least it's it's not promoting group role playing, but it's promoting a more of a single player environment where you feel like you've made a change and definitely what they're talking about for Tor they're really trying to bring the role playing back in the well, game but developers just, are trying but see the thing is are they going to tell the whole story for you absolutely Seeing that that's that's where the role playing dies. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't if you're able to make decisions that really impact the direction of the story in the world that you're in. Yeah, it's a it's and a that's what BioWare is all about. There's a story, a story that morphs depending on your decision tree. Right, but I'm just but saying, but, but, I'm, but, but it I'm can't saying, be the same as having real people in real time real making stuff real up. Time yeah, making all the stuff up. 
I mean, it's know, just, I mean, it doesn't have to be totally made up. I mean, I, I do believe that there needs to be maybe some kind of structure, underlying structure that guides you along the way. Just like in D and D. Well, yeah, you need right. material. You need a, you need lore. You need like you need an IP right. of sorts. And, uh, and maybe maybe our dungeon masters or game developers have failed us. What do you think about City of Heroes sense. tactic in allowing gamers to make their own missions in City of Heroes? Well, except for allowing you to exploit those missions for massive amounts of XP that yeah, you really don't need. <laughs> they are cool, though. I mean, they are... It, I think that's one it's, step Yeah, that is a cool way of doing it. I think Dragon Age um, you know, is going to come with a tool set which will allow you to create your own adventures as well. The, nice. the interesting thing I think of is, like, there's... For for Dungeons and Dragons, like right now, there's this client thing where people can. It's a service, I guess you pay for. I, I'm not. I can't go into the pricing structure because I never plan to use it. But right. Essentially, it's a it's a bunch of tools. So people that are all over the place say maybe say maybe you could get back together with a bunch of your friends who've spread out across the world, and you could relive those days as a as a youngster playing Dungeons and Dragons because it gives you VoIP. Yeah. It gives you VoIP. It gives you a map. <laughs> it, it allows one of you to be a dungeon master, right. a game master, or whatever. And you get to take the, them through a scenario mm. and do all that stuff. You know, you, you, you're, the, you're the dungeon master. You get to dictate the whole thing. And the characters get to come up with all the dialogue, all the story, you know, all right. the interactions. So take that as, like, one step in the right direction, right. then apply it to a storyline that you're working through that's got an automated dungeon master, and maybe you know you've got Combine something. The Combine the two. Have some you know on a on a. There's some kind of slider between the two where it makes sense, and then there's like ridiculous one way and ridiculous the other, you know. But it it could be you know it could be cool to have more focus on the RP. You know, but you just need that dynamic quality that AI, the AI that's built into, I mean, there is no artificial intelligence built into these things. I mean, what, well, there's the pathing and all that stuff, but there's really no... It's pretty primitive. Nobody's telling a story. Well, Mark, it sounds like you're starting to talk about design decisions in MMOs, and I, I think that's probably where we should go next. Well... In our, our roundtable round extravaganza, round table discussion, the round discussion extravaganza. Yes, exactly, <laughs> Noah. So, for our next topic, let's discuss MMO design decisions and what needs to change in order to revive the genre. Sounds good. So our our last roundtable topic will cover MMO design and what perhaps needs to change in order for the genre to, well, take it to the next level. No pun really intended there. (laughs) Ding! (laughs) Ding! (laughs) Next level achieved. No, but I, I really do think that and I think, you know, perhaps you guys might agree, you might you might disagree, but in my opinion, uh, the genre has been pretty stagnant 
and hasn't really advanced forward as far as its design conventions over the past, I don't know, I want to say five to six years now. You know, how long has Warcraft been out? Since 2003, 2004? Something like that. I I don't actually... I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you could you could look it up on Wikipedia and check it out. But which is also stagnating, by the way. <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, you know, right now it, it seems to me like the whole all the design conventions that you see in World of Warcraft have been thrown up vomited back on every other MMO that's come yes, out. Yes, vomit. Yes. yes. You like that? Released yes. on November <laughs> Released November twenty third, two thousand four. Since two thousand four. So we're on the tenth anniversary of the Warcraft franchise. Right, we're looking so we're looking at five six oh, wait. We're, we're coming on six years now, pretty close. It's the golden age of MMOs. The, yeah, the golden age, right. You could call it that. Um so what needs to change in order, in order to keep the average MMO gamer's interest? You always need a new hot feature that no other MMO has had before. <laughs> well, every new MMO that's supposed to come out within the next year or two is claiming that. No, I don't think so. I, I think you need a good, solid um, IP behind it. And I think you need to just... So you're talking like pre... You're, you're talking like... Based off of a movie, maybe like Star or a Wars, book. or or yeah, Lord book of the Rings, series, or, or or just have your stuff to. Get. I'm, I'm not saying it has to be an established so it IP, it can't a be good an original IP. IP. And you know, it could totally be an original IP. It could be brand new as long mm-hmm. as it's consistent with itself and actually has some kind of point to it and grips you. Okay, that's not an easy thing to do. I don't think at this at this point, or it would have we'd have them. But I don't think you need like all kinds of innovation, new, innovative new features like, you know, it's not necessarily uh, click and kill, but it's not a gun, but right. it's not a reticle or whatever. I, I, I think it could just be like solid gameplay with a good story that draws you in and keeps you guessing. Kind of like a good mystery where you're just always hungry to find out what's around the next corner. If you, if you could do that, I think it would keep people playing. Uh, so one, one of the inspirational blog posts uh, comes from <gasps> Keenan Grave. No, say it isn't yes. so. It, it is so. inspirational. I've, I've never heard him <laughs> considered as inspirational. When I, really I, like when I was a... kind of researching for this yeah. topic, I, I, I went through a couple blogs, and I I came across this one by uh, from back in July. Keenan Grave. From back in July. Uh, it is fairly old. It's it's over a month old, but it's, it's re- relevant. It's yeah, it's actually quite well opinion. written. I think it addresses the topic well. One of my favorite lines is getting back to the it has to be something cool. It's this is it. which one who <laughs> says this? It Keen says uh the developers can't really tell you what type of game they're making. Are you making an MMO, FPS, RTS, MMO FPS, MMO RTS FPS barbecue? <laughs> well, er, our game doesn't really fit into any current category. Uh, let me ask marketing. Yeah, That's let me, so uh, yeah, perfect. Let me that just really yeah. sums it up. Because there's always that some a cheesy point. slogan behind 
so many MMOs following the prepositional title, of course. <laughs> prepositional title must be in place for it yes. to have nominal it success. It just doesn't sound epic or, or novel-esque without a, an of or a from inside the one, title. One, one paragraph that kind of grips me is this. It says, this all comes back to developers trying to change things up because they want to be the trendsetter. Yep. They all want their game to be the, be the next World of Warcraft-style success. I hate overusing World of Warcraft as an example, but it's really the only game that gets the point across efficiently. We all know why World of Warcraft succeeded, and it's not because they suddenly made a game with features and elements that we have never seen. When we look at the EQ model... EverQuest, back when it was the only real MMO model, it was a success. World of Warcraft came along and perfected that model for what they wanted to accomplish. Mass appeal. World of Warcraft is often criticized for being the ultimate copycat and stealing bits and pieces from other games, which is true. That is why World of Warcraft is such a great success and why it it's ultimately a fantastic game. Blizzard pulled the great parts from games, perfected them, and created a pure experience. So, yes, that that's all well and good, uh, you know. And I, I totally get that. That's Blizzard's specialty, really. You know, you don't the day. you don't try to reinvent the wheel. You know, you go with what works. But haven't we seen so many copycats of World so of Warcraft? So many copycats of World of Warcraft come out. And ultimately fail Fame. at it. And I'm talking basic design concepts here. I'm talking, I'm talking concepts like quest delivery. Quest delivery where you have this fucking NPC in a city or out in the middle of nowhere, or whatever, wherever he's at, and he, he or she, the NPC. Yeah. Is there with a question mark or whatever the icon the the icon over his head that the artist decided? Well, we can't have a question mark because World of Warcraft's already done it. So let's let's do a little data disk floating over this guy's head that's golden in color, or let's do uh, this particular icon over his head and 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 let's let's all have you know because we very want consternated. we want to we want to direct we want to direct the user. It's a user I, user interface thing. Where the quest giver is. I think that we've found, we being the game-consuming public... Not Mark the Royal We? Or Mark. <laughs> we, we have decided many things during this podcast. <laughs> no, uh, I, think that, I think that what they found with Age of Conan was when they tried to go against the staples of the MMO genre such as create their own short key cuts. Yeah, their <laughs> own short key cuts, when their it own com- when it comes chat. to when it comes to quest giving though. Let's let's just talk about quest giving. You need the freaking question mark and the exclamation mark. I can still I remember when Mark told me I he's totally like World of Warcraft is so cool you won't have to like go around and and talk to random people to In find fact, quests. Mark, it's so cool I, to have I an think exclamation if you, point. If you play through a little game that I've been playing through recently called Fallout 3. Free Realms, I mean. <laughs> called Fallout 3, you will see how quest giving should be dealt out. Organically. They do it organically. They yep. do it totally organically. And in Thank fact, there are, there, are multiple ways, there are multiple ways you can achieve 
the quests. You don't need the little quest giver with a fucking question mark or bullshit icon over his head to, that leads you on. You can have a quest giver that doesn't really even exist sometimes. It could just be in the form of a piece of paper somewhere. It's it something that's a part form, of the world. It could be in the form of... Ice bucket, and, shape of Willy well, Mammoth. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just came to me unbidden. But there could be multiple ways for you to to reach a particular quest. You could have already completed the quest and not even known it. Which, according to Paul Barnett, Warhammer Online was supposed to do, where, well, you killed X amount of zombies already, so, you know, here's your reward for doing that. Well, we all know that that promise never happened. Thanks, Paul. Thanks a lot, Paul. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is is that let the quests come organically to the player. Don't don't yeah. just don't don't just have a bunch of random M- NPCs standing around a fucking capital city and go, "Oh, okay, I need to go. I need this guy has a question mark over his head, so I know that there's a quest over here, so I'm going to go I'm going to go grab a quest over here." Oh yeah, no, because I'm, I know I'm, there's, there's a quest over I'm here, so I better go over I'm, here and, and, what, and go what grab I'm, it. What, that that's really cool. What I was saying is, don't use different icons for the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, if, just use it, the question mark for every. If it's gonna everyone. be, if it's gonna that, be, that's your that's your design solution. He's saying World of Warcraft is the industry standard. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying. So the question mark shall be used in every single. It's used in Conan. If you need to chat with a group. Do not do anything besides slash G. Oh or right, you know what I, I do. You know what I do think that chat, like like ta- text chat, should probably be totally standardized. Universal. It is standardized. I do, I do agree. Everybody with that, knows but it's the not, standard. It's not necessarily because they all use. Sometimes they use it's G A to talk to. That's to, what I mean. To talk to a certain channel, or it's or that it's lasted just like one month G. in Age of Conan before they were like, what we about champions online surrender. server name. Followed by hero. Followed name. by your hero name. Followed by yeah, because you you're never gonna know which Wolverine. You know you're how be effective their chat later. system is. I haven't grouped with anyone yet. Mm. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, that's not, that says a lot about champions. Holy cow! I haven't grouped. We were in City of Heroes. You were grouping within your first couple of minutes. Game. I haven't grouped yet. It's all been solo, and I don't I don't like that feeling. I, I but like, aside from that tangent, oh. it gets back to what we were talking about earlier that. When you have all of these user interface improvements, which is really what World of Warcraft was about, was making the more yeah, hardcore really MMO made approachable. Those improvements, though, it was the users ultimately who who made. Well, my point is, is once you layer all that decisions. interface on there, it takes away from the immersion because there's not even any curiosity. It not only takes away you requiring to be imaginative and imagine right. what the scenario you're in. You don't have to even think. You just go and follow the yellow brick road, basically. And, you know, I don't necessarily mind... Like, some of the things in, in Warhammer Online, for instance, where, you know, they, they, they color the zone or the area up which where led the quest you to is where done. the quest did. Yeah. You know, Fallout 3 does that, too. Conan to does that, too. Extent where they say, okay, we're not going to tell you everything, but we're going to lead you to the area where you need to go to finish this quest. Now, you like that, even being an exploratory type MMO player? I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much, but I don't like I don't like where you're you have to go talk to an NPC where you see the icon <laughs> floating over its head because Vegas oh, style. he must be an NPC. I better go talk to him because he's got an important quest. And, and there's four and others. And you know what a quest I means? I got hit them all. Quest means loot. 
Quest means That's loot. Right. Quest means gold. Experience. I, I better go talk to that guy. Because there's no other reason to do one. Yeah, exactly. No, I would not argue with you ever that Fallout 3 has taken, like, quest giving and organic quests. Exactly. And they, they take it to a whole new level. Well, console they, RPGs have been like they that they for tell years, a story though. with it. Well, that's a good point. And and the other the other thing, you know, and, and this leads me to another uh, another point where, okay, you you go to the quest giver, and what does the what does the quest giver give you when you read that quest? He gives you lore, and it's lore on top of lore on top of lore on top of bullshit fucking lore, which is a bunch of quest text that just comes at you like a fucking flood. Instead of getting the lore from experience, right? Like, exactly, and you're fucking reading this shit, and it's like, fuck, you gotta be no, fucking I'd rather, kidding I'd rather me. just know there's something interesting over the hill, and then you go over the hill, and that's where the story and how unfolds. About, and how about right. you start telling the story while you're doing the quest? Yeah, exactly. As opposed to laying out the whole quest text like, I don't want to know about the, the grim pil- pilgrimage of the fifth matriarch of the ancient <laughs> dynasty that came before the Sea of the Stars. <laughs> What like, was it? Bloodlines two. Exactly. Bloodlines two. The reckoning. That's why people <laughs> always automatically have the quick, the quick quest text yeah. mod installed, or, yep. or so whatever. So you don't have to read that. So you don't have to read through well, that listening bullshit. to it's the like, scribbling. Just tell me what fucking reward I'm getting. And let's get this bullshit over with. Because it's ultimately does it irrelevant. Epic? Does it have epics? Because if it doesn't, I really don't care about the fucking quest text. Okay? Like any quest would give you an epic. Right. You got to do your your rep grinding for that, which is That's very true, which is role playing problem, which we'll get into. But. You know, again, and I, I, I hate doing this, but I'm going to fall back to Fallout 3 for this, where, you know, you have the quest, the quest isn't laid out for you right at the very beginning. No, you learn, you the learn story it emerges. as it goes along. Which is perfect, it's the way it, it should be. It's organic, it and flows that's, perfectly. That's what I was saying about the basics, none of that is a new super technology, there's no. not like a, a fucking like hive of supercomputers that are rendering out that <laughs> shit. It's just a storytelling it's, it's technique. A, it's a way, a device for storytelling, whereby mm-hmm. as you're going through whatever the encounter is, or the dungeon, or the instance, right. that's where the... The, the story is being revealed to you, you know, spoon-fed to you in a way that makes you want more. It makes you want to finish that dungeon. It's right. not where you want to just, you know, get to the end, you know, stealth and run through, go to the very end, kill the last guy, and take it and be done. No, you want to know why the... <laughs> yeah, and then go have your hot tub party and a cigarette. It's like, you want to know why the hell... Why is this here? Why am why what is going on? Why right, are, and just don't have it all laid out and, for you and because that's, and that's basically about good writing. And you know, some of the beautiful things about about a game like Fallout Three will be is that you will you will go explore an area that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the main quest, but yet there is a story involved with that particular area, and you get. You know, whether it be in the form of little data cubes, you know, little di- forms of data or notes that you happen to find along the way. But, you know, you kind of start getting the sense about how, how the level is designed and, and the, just the way the level is designed and how the NPCs act yeah. in that level gives you a, a sense of what's going on there. And, you know, and it, and it all ties in together somehow. And, and, you know, one NPC will treat you completely differently depending on how you've acted in the world somehow. 
you know, and, that, and that's another thing. You know, everybody promises the these great promises of you have an actual impact on the world. Mm-hmm. So let's go over that. No, I haven't impacted the world yet. Have you impacted the world in an MMO yet that you've played? Only in, um, only by cheating with phasing right in Wrath of the Lich King when exactly. it went from 70 to 80. So, so everybody knows that you've, you know... To my worldview, to, to I had impacted the world. Yeah, you've impacted the world, but to everybody else, you know, their world is different. To the other 6,000 warlocks... Right. ...going through <laughs> that level progression, they also impacted exactly. the world the exact same way. So and what happened... What would you say would happen, for instance, is that... Say they unleashed that plague that they unleashed... Uh, months ago, back in the hol- that last Halloween event that caused such a fucking monster stir. Freaked everybody out. You know, they're like, oh, I can't get anything done. I can't go to this city, you know, because this plague is taking over everybody and they're all messing around. They're not playing the way I, sh- I want them to play. I can't do I anything. I have stuff to the- do. I have stuff to do, places to go, people to see. I have my dailies to do. I don't uh, want. Yeah. I don't want to spend any time, time this on this unplanned, completely. Uh, oh, what's the emergent behavior thing here? No way. So, this what is, would you say? Is if and, and this could even be just server specific because, you know, maybe consider each server like a alternate universe, perhaps. So, say there was a universe of World of Warcraft where there was a quest where you could prevent that plague from happening mm-hmm. and everything was fine. Very pretty cool. But if you didn't, then there would be mass chaos everywhere you went. And it would last until a cure was found or something, you know, some other event happened. Right. But, you know, it would be different for every server that you played on, just depending on what the community did. You know? what the community was able to come up with. If that community on this server wasn't able to find a cure for the plague, you know, madness. Absolute chaos. But on this server, eh, the cure was found. No problems at all. We're all happy here. <laughs> Everything is copacetic. Everything is copacetic. That would be cool. Sure. Because then, that would mean that your community had an impact on that server. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen that kind of of play yet. Have we? No. I don't think so. You know, and I I haven't gotten far enough in Age of Conan since resubscribing to know if how they achieved the whole emergent type behavior stuff they had set up, whereby the AI of the game would set up these, like, rival cities to your guild cities... That might raid you or might not. Mm. I don't know if any of that came to fruition. I don't know if I, we haven't got that far, you know. And I haven't read ahead. You know, right. it's like you kind of something you just want to kind of, as part of this discussion, you just want to discover and not know. And I kind of like you know fantasizing that the game has these things in them, which most don't. How about how about another suggestion? Radical radical thinker that I am how about we exclude things like oh Brady Games Guides people from publishing shit on the internet how about how about everything becomes a surprise again do you think that's possible 
Not no. anymore. Not anymore. Not in this day and age. Not with the internet. Not with the internet. Not with the interwebs out there. Nothing will be sacred anymore. All so. dungeons explored. Because it gets back to that. All quest lines done. Culture trade of like, look, I figured it out first. Check me out. I'm the winner. Right. I've got all the strategies for you. You will not. You are in second place. Hmm. Yeah, it would only work if if. Like, is there any way to prevent that? From if you happening? if you could go crazy, like utterly crazy, like I know there's this guy working on an MMO that's kind of randomized. It's that's generated. what I was thinking. If it was a randomly generated MMO world, yeah. then you could. If like if you if you had if every server started out with no canned content for quests, no instances, no dungeons, just a basic backstory. And you begin at like you know mm-hmm. AD zero or right. whatever, and it starts to build the story from that point forward. You know you have some locations, and it would eventually have an ending. Do you think? Would it be like a finite? I don't know how idea? you. I don't know for an MMO how to end it. I guess you could have different e- apocalypse episode, like a like a season, like a TV series yeah. season. Yeah. One of our listeners has actually kind of proposed that, I believe. I think that would be kind of a nice way to com- compartmentalize it and to kind of move on. But, you know, you're talking about stuff that... No, that that totally, like, shafts my whole way I started this segment out, which was where I was like, <laughs> you don't need lots. any new technology, you don't need any, any you know, smoke right. and mirrors, you just need to, like, have a good story. See, and that's what... Established license. I, I like this, you know, this article from Keenan Grave kind of, you know, it started out for me as being like, yeah, you know, I totally see where you're going with this. But then I was like, you know what, bullshit. The genre does need innovation. Big time. Basically, it's been the same. It's kind just going to go in circles. You basically over need to take that. Again. Take you know, <laughs> you're gonna you you and all the other listeners will now cringe. Just say I know I I told you he'd say something stupid like this. <laughs> but Diablo two being the perfect game could be kind of a metaphor for this. So you do have compartmentalization. You know, you have your different your different the acts in Diablo. And right. then the dungeons are always different because they're randomized, right? Well, take that on a like more massive scale, like I said, where you set it up with a story. You mm-hmm. s- you've got the story set up, but how you get from the beginning to the end of the chapter, unlike Diablo 2, would be you know right. much different. So you know, you know, you know from this base story that say there's a an evil tyrant of an evil land and that's over there and this thing has to generate it and it's always different like say every server is different i guess you could say right. or shard or what have you and that the the there's like there will be an instance for this or a dungeon and that's totally different and you know you you just have different i don't know plot lines that you can kind of create and you have parameters containing them and you still have a beginning and an end, but a lot Depending of Depending on which way things... How things went. Yeah. The world could be totally different. Right. Depending on how the events turned out. And and who knows? I mean, maybe you... I, I don't know. You know, you could get really crazy with this and say... If this server has a sufficiently motivated group of core players who progress through the content, then it moves to the next act. I always go back to this basic yeah. idea that... 
you know, and I, again, I'm going to hate bringing it up over and over again, but here I go. Fallout, Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> here I go again. It's just, you have the choice of destroying Megaton or you don't. I mean, that impacts like a huge chunk of, you know, nice chunk of the game right there for you, because Megaton is actually a really decent center base for you to, you know, you can hit the different parts of the world very quickly. You know, if you're playing the nice guy, that's the way to go. By destroying it? No, by oh. <laughs> by keeping it alive. I must destroy this. You know, you, town you keep of that evil. place alive. It's a nice little central base of operations. You have you have a place for food. You have a place to repair stuff. You've got sure. your, you've got your own little house. It's not anything special. It's a little shack, of course. Everything's a shack in Megaton. It's true. It's true. It's but true. you decide to go the other way. You get to see the nice little flashbang, you know, nice little nuclear explosion. Who doesn't want that? You end yeah. up on you end up on the far western side of the map, so it, it takes longer periods of time to travel certain places. You know, even if you are trying to do fast travel, you know, the time time differences. Well, at least you've done something. Yeah, but you've done something really crazy. You've <laughs> impacted the world. It's not, you know, every choice you make impacts how those NPCs treat you. No doubt about it. Like even the even the radio station, the the three dog will start talking about how you, you know, oh, the evil son of the wasteland's going out there and he's talking about you on the radio. Here's the latest story on this guy. And he starts telling all these stories about you. And even some of them aren't really true. They're kind of <laughs> overblown and stuff. And you're sitting there listening to the radio station. You're like, that's bullshit. I never did that. that was, it, was, it didn't go down like that. But That was kind of like the feeling I got in Half-Life when the soldiers were like, I hear he attacks mostly at night or whatever. He's got the strength of ten men. And he... I didn't do all that. I'm actually I'm not that bad of a guy, but he calls you like the scourge of the wasteland, you know. And so if you see him, you know, prepare to die because <laughs> you know it's, if you're playing it fairly evil, that's, that's awesome. how they'll portray, portray you. Of course, if you play it as the nice angelical type, then it's all you know. Oh, he's just done all these wonderful things for the wasteland, you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll worship the lone wanderer. That's great. You know, he's you know, and you don't see that kind of shit happening in 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 the games we're playing these days in MMORPGs, and, and it's a crying shame. Man, it would be cool. You know, yeah. it, I think technology has come far along far along enough to where you yeah. know, depending on the choices you make, you could have the NPCs in the town treat you mm-hmm. differently, or you know, in, in, if you think about it, even back in the days of Ultima Online, you know, if you were, like, totally rogue, you couldn't even enter a city. Yeah, you were an outlander. You were an outlander. Yeah, you couldn't yeah. even walk into a city. The guards would kill you on sight. Yeah. You were on the KOS list. Yeah, man. Well. So, I don't know. I mean, those are just a few things that kind of annoy me. <laughs> About about the but at least you're days. finding an outlet for them in Fallout Three. Well, at least you did. Well, I think yeah, at least I did. I'm almost <laughs> now that the game's over. <laughs> but I I do think that you know and, and 
you know, it's just it's one of those things where where you look at the design of that game and you think, man, how many things can they incorporate into that game into MMORPGs, and how much would it make it better? And I think you th- you can look at that in Def- any game. Definitely lessons learned there. I mean, they they the other the guys working on their new little shiny MMOs that copy everybody else. I'll take a look at that. Well, you know, they take a look at that. I mean, I'm not saying totally redesign the genre, but sometimes, you know, maybe a radical change is what needs to happen, and, and that's kind of where I disagree. You know, with with the Kane and Grave uh, blog post, it just you know they're like, well, you know, just go with what works. You know, we already know it works. It's always, you know, it's all there. You know, don't try to invent the wheel. And I'm thinking, well, maybe we do need to invent, reinvent the wheel a little bit. Well, we'll see what Bioware does. They're definitely going the uh, story route. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not Bioware. Yeah, Bioware. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not Bioware. Yes, no, yes Bioware. Yes. Not Tor. Yes, I'm Tor. schizophrenic and so am I. <laughs> <laughs> we believe that it's a good idea. <laughs> anyway, I think I think that pretty well wraps up the... I think so. That was episode 100. Yeah. In a nutshell. If you were, if you were hoping for a Simpsons parody of a retrospective, listen to episode 50. <laughs> <laughs> or... If you're looking for some other kind of cheesy 100th episode tribute, tribute, well, maybe that'll come next episode in 101. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something always to look forward to. <laughs> episode 101, the tribute to episode 100, which was a tribute to episode 99. What I thought was cool about this episode is we talked about a lot of big topics like we used to in the start of Channel Massive. And my hope is that our listeners, we've struck a chord with them on one topic or another, and they'll... On many levels. Tell us what they think for mm-hmm. episode 101 to mail at channelmassive.com. M-A-I-L. Or you can tweet us. Yeah. Twitter.com slash channelmassive. Hit us up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or, or you can, can leave comments in our blog over on channelmassive.com. Which will I mean, be how redesigned. How many social networking sites do we really freaking need, you know? We're staying clear of LinkedIn and MySpace. Yeah. For obvious reasons. For right now. Yeah, probably for the God. best. Until we put the Channel Massive album up, then MySpace <laughs> might make some sense. <laughs> Maybe. You can hear, or you can hear some of, some of Noah and some of Jason singing. Some of their favorites. Jason's I want to make love to Fallout Three. <laughs> I'm rubbing it Noah's, all over uh, my body. <laughs> Fallout Three. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Now that you can finally take the disc out of the tray, no all God. calls are off. Noah's yeah, you can That's put the disc into day. the tray. You can take the disc out of the tray. You can put the disc into the tray. You can take the disc out of the tray. <laughs> Harder or softer or however you feel, slower, faster. Well, <laughs> that's uh, becoming a little too personal there. Meanwhile, Noah can role play as a trial lawyer. Yes, keep developing my skills. The next lawyer game that's coming out is a defense lawyer game. Oh, cool! Or no, no, no. I'm sorry, it's a prosecution lawyer game. All the other ones have been defense. No prosecutor. So now you, you have oh. to. So now you get to to throw OJ under the bus. Yes. Oh, that right? should be interesting to see what yeah. they, they defend for that. 
Yeah. You're going to prosecute OJ. No longer about defending I just saw innocent. an old classic movie called 12 Angry Men. <laughs> which, if you get a chance, you should check out. It is like the coolest old movie I've seen for really? having no action and being confined to a single it room. It is a good movie. It's a classic. Well, it's based on play, right? I don't know about the play. I just know I like the show. No, it's just, yeah, it's one and the same. Um, it's one and the same. You know this? You know the story? It's about a jury and somebody trying to take control of the jury or something, right? Yeah, like everybody is voting guilty and one guy right. says one not guy guilty. One guy wants more info. And he just wants to talk about it because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to send somebody to a... Uh, doesn't want somebody to, to, with a, to get wrongly accused. To, to prison man. with a guilty verdict and it's a kid without talking about it. It's just it's a cool show. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah you'd love it. Anyway, anyway, I forgot we were still recording. <laughs> As usual, another <laughs> <laughs> like tangent reached. Okay. Yes, only on Channel Massive. Tangent yes. achieved. Wait until we switch to our all movies format next episode. <laughs> hey man, if you like Rotten Tomatoes, don't, don't, you'll love Channel Massive <laughs> Tomatoes. Rottenish. We could be we could be there sooner than you think. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for listening, and we'll we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.